The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. On December 27, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. Thank you for tuning in to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, November 17th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Friday! We've got a couple of great games. I'll tell you what. Uh, this week, it's week 12, and HBCU football is, it promises to be absolutely fantastic because you have championship implications by the way before I get started I I had a chance to speak on the Eric Dooley and Southern situation on yesterday's program and if you remember I I really uh, talked again from an outsider's perspective not knowing anything not having talked to a single soul just looking at it on the surface okay I I, I, to me it was questionable okay Listen, I think any university has to do what's in the best interest of that university. But as I broke it down, you know, uh, seven and five record last year played in the SWAC championship game, which means that the Jaguars were Western Division champions. Okay, Um, an undefeated home record. Okay, this year. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't so great this year. A, uh, a really tough loss to Alcorn State, an even tougher loss to Prairie View A&M. Uh, but uh, I think some of what uh, the athletics director, Roman Banks, was saying, from my understanding, may have – there were some concerns, I would say, throughout the Jaguar nation, uh, un- unfortunately. And it's one of those deals – I mean, again, I'm still not a proponent of coaches being fired before the season ends. Uh, and especially before this um, uh, this uh, Bayou Classic, but I think that's exactly what happened. It was because uh, the uh, philosophies between Coach Dooley and Southern University, and and in this case, uh, Roman Banks did not align, and so 
A.D. Banks, as he said, he was asked, when did you make this decision? He said, after immediately, pretty much immediately after I had a conversation uh, with Eric Dooley, I made the decision uh, that we were going to move on from him. So uh, that said, I will discuss this or I'll discuss this more on the weekend edition of Box to Row. And listen, we've got a really, really, really big show for you. And so we'll lay that out for you. So we got a couple of games um, of the week to really look at. Let's start, I think, the biggest game because it's win and you're in for one team. The other team can win, but then has to hope another team loses. And even though you had that on the SWAC, SWAC Western Division side, you have actually have the same thing on the SWAC Western Division side. So we're going to break both of these games down. I just Look, both of these games are equally as good. So we'll start with the MIAC. You've got Morgan State at Howard, okay? You've got a Morgan State defense that is elitish in terms of its of the defense. You've got playmakers all over the field. Eric Hunter and others are absolutely fantastic. Eric Hunter is in the conversation for SWAC defense or excuse me, for MIAC defensive player of the year. I mean, he's been linebacker, he's been absolutely phenomenal, and he's got the numbers to back it up. He's one guy on a tremendous defense that has really kept Morgan State not only in football games this year, but has won Morgan State some football games um, this year as well, i.e. South Carolina State last week, which was a huge win for the Bears and and really uh, knocked South Carolina State in Buddy Pugh's last season out of contention. Okay, offensively, the Bears can run the football, okay? And you got to be careful if you're Howard because while Howard may have stymied North Carolina Central's running game to some degree, I mean, Davius Richard ran the football, but he really had one real big run. I mean, he didn't. it's not like he ran uh, roughshod over Howard. He had a really big run for a touchdown, like a 70, in excess of 70-yard touchdown run. Um, for the most part, the Eagles or the uh, Bison kept the Eagles running game and really the whole offense for that matter in check. Now you've got a Morgan State defense who's got a young quarterback but is relying heavily on a running game. Right now that's led by J.J. Davis who if you know the MEAC, you know J.J. Davis from his time at Norfolk State and he's really starting to come around for the Morgan State Bears. And I think the quarterback play is doing enough, okay? Other side of the football for Howard. I've already talked about Morgan State's defense, talked about Morgan State's offense is more about the running game and the quarterback not making uh, mistakes. When I look at this Howard offense, uh, Quentin Williams is is absolutely fantastic. He is playing uh, very well. Uh, I, be- I believe it's the best uh, year of his career, not even really looking at numbers, but just looking at or having watched him for four years now. Okay. This is the best year that he's having. A lot of that has to do with Greg McGee, former Howard quarterback, who, when it was all said and done, was one of the top quarterbacks to ever play. And that's really saying something when you're talking about being a Bison quarterback. The running game is absolutely uh, spectacular. Hunter, James, those guys are really, really good. And listen, Quentin Williams is a passing quarterback, but you can also add the element of run with Quentin Williams. So that Howard 
Uh, offense is really, really good from a defensive uh, perspective. I mean, the Bison are solid from a defensive perspective. Okay, I look at the Howard Bison. I look at um, I look at the defense, and I mean, I don't, I don't know if the defense. I mean, it, it, it really stymied. Okay, North Carolina Central in terms of being able to really get something going. I, I don't, you know, it's a solid defense. I would put it like that. I don't look at it as an elitist defense or anything like that, but it's very, very solid. But by the way, Darren Brokenberg is back. And you look, his impact was felt. Okay, he missed the majority of the season, came back um, against North Carolina Century, had three tackles for loss, two sacks. So I think he's going to be big. Look, um, you know, I think I... I I think in Washington D.C. You know, look, Howard's on a mission um, for the Bison. It would be the Bison first a MIAC championship outright. I, I, you know, last year. I mean, I get it. You know, look, Central beat Howard head to head. We can talk co-champions. I think really e- the Eagles were champions, although in the bylaws and officially it was considered a shared championship last year. I got it. Okay, the Bison are on a mission, no doubt about it. But man, I think the Bears have a prime opportunity, and I think the Bears go into Green Stadium and come out with the victory in a bit of an upset. I wouldn't even call it; a, it, it'd be an upset because, as I mentioned in the in the podcast uh, on Tuesday, everybody is already basically already crowned Howard champions. Okay, already said that the Eagles are going to the playoffs and nobody's talking about Morgan State. And I think that's fuel to the fire, just like the Bison used the fuel of all the talk of a shared championship from last year in the game against the Eagles last Saturday. That's how I look at it for the Bears. Um, And I'm going to go with the Bears uh, over the Bison in this football game. Um, On the other side, uh, in the SWAC, and, and by the way, even if the scenario is this, even if Morgan State wins, uh, North Carolina Central has to lose to Delaware State for the Bears to would be outright champions and represent the uh, the MEAC in the Celebration Bowl, um, and I, I don't know that that would happen. I mean, I, you know, look, Delaware State's playing some pretty good football. The Eagles could bounce back. Now the Eagles are banged up a bit, according to Trey Oliver. He he definitely made mention of that a lot on the uh, coach's call on on Monday, uh, but we'll see. I mean, Delaware State. It's not like Delaware State is shabby. They're, they're, they're just not winning games, but they they're in basically every game they play. But I still think that the the, the Eagles win that game. We'll see. Um, in the SWAC's Western Division, okay, you've got a couple of games: Alcorn State and Jackson State. I'm not going to preview that game. I mean, basically, the, the it's a similar scenario to Howard and Morgan. Prairie View A and M and Alabama State. Prairie View A and M wins. Prairie View A and M is in. The, the SWAC championship game. You know, I look at Prairie View A&M. They've got a couple of wins over the last a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, because it was up and down. You know, I, matter of fact, I thought at one time that, that uh, Prairie View A&M was out of this thing um, and, and really didn't have much of a shot. But I'll tell you what, bouncing back the last couple of weeks with two really, really big wins, Southern last week. Um, you know, Pine Bluff, it, it's, it, it's a big win. Uh, I know the Pine Bluff program is struggling, but it's a big win because it's the game in front of you and you couldn't afford to lose that game, particularly coming off the 45-7 to loss to Florida A&M the week before, a non-conference loss to Houston Christian, got blown out 30 to nothing. 
And then earlier in the season, losing to Grambling State, although the saving grace for PV and why the Panthers are in the position that they are in now is because of the early season win against Old Corn State, which uh, Old Corn State, you know, to me at that time was really a team that was trying to find its way and has found its way, but it could be too little uh, too late, especially coming off the loss to uh, a surprising loss. I never saw that coming uh, to Texas Southern. You know, when I look at this PV uh, offense, they're going to run the football. Okay, there's no doubt about that. And they're going to run it with a plethora of backs. It's not like any one back in particular. They're going to run it with a plethora of backs. I just think from the quarterback position that uh, Trezon Connolly's got to protect the football. Like he's thrown too many interceptions uh, this year, eight of them. Okay, compared to eight touchdowns. And so the passing game, I don't think, is as strong. Uh, If I look at that Alabama State football team, I mean, Alabama State is strong uh, on both sides of the football. But Alabama State is strong on the defensive side of the football. And, you know, I look at the Hornets. You know, the Hornets as a whole are hot. Five wins in a row. Now, the Hornets wish that they could have back that Alcorn State game where they lost that game by three points in overtime. I'm sure even though Miles uh, is a non-conference game, like I I know they wish they could have had that first game of the season back against Miles because that probably, or the second game of the season, I should say, but was able to win the first game of the season against Southern. So, you know, Alabama State is a little, too little too late in, in this particular scenario, however, uh, you know, look, when I look at Alabama State, very solid on the defensive side of the football, okay? Um, and, you know, it's definitely going to be a challenge um, to that vaunted rushing attack that Prairie View A&M has, right? Because guess what? Alabama State is only giving up about less than 90 yards rushing uh, per game. Let's flip it around. When I look at Alabama State, from an offensive perspective, I mean, look, do you know, doing enough. I mean, you know, it's not a great offense, uh, but doing enough to enable itself to be right in ball games for the most part. And okay, with that, not only that, okay, in in games for the most part, and keeping themselves alive uh, in games for the most part, but. You know that you know not making a whole lot of mistakes, and then the defense is um, is really really good as uh, well. Okay, for um, for Alabama State from an offensive pe- perspective, flipping it over to Prairie View A and M defensively. I mean Prairie View A and M. There's some opportunities I think for Alabama State in the passing game, maybe uh, in this football game. Uh, that said. And perhaps in the running game as well. I mean, I don't think Prairie View A&M's, Prairie View A&M's defense is decent, but Alabama State's defense is really, really good. This is a hard football game to, to really pick uh, because on one hand, you've got the momentum of Prairie View A&M. Uh, who's won five straight games, or excuse me, of Alabama State, who's won five straight games. On the other hand, you have, and, and listen, even though Alabama State doesn't have anything to play for in terms of a championship, you best believe that um, that, uh, that, that, um, 
Uh, Eddie Robinson is going to have his guys ready to roll. It's not, not going to look at it like that. This is an opportunity to have six straight wins and perhaps seven going into the offseason. Alabama State still has one more uh, football game. Okay, so it's there's an opportunity there. And um, uh, on the other side of things, I look at Prairie View A&M, and it's a win and you're in. And by the way, big win over over, over Southern last week. You know, I, I got to look at the entire body of work from both teams, okay, over the season. And the entire body of work speaks to Alabama State having the advantage in this football game. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Alabama State over Prairie View A&M in this football game. Um, so, look, again, let me break down the scenarios uh, for you as it relates to uh, whether it's uh, Alcorn State, whether it's Prairie View A&M, or whether it's Grambling State who has an outside shot, still has a shot. You got to give yourself a shot. But of course, uh, as we know, um, Grambling doesn't play Southern uh, until next week. Here are the scenarios. All Prairie View A&M has to do is beat Alabama State. Prairie View A&M is, is in. Alcorn State has to beat Jackson State and then has to have Prairie View A&M lose. And then for Grambling State to get in, Grambling has to ne- have has to already have hoped that both Prairie View A and M and Alcorn State is lost, uh, and then uh, that uh, Jackson and then beat of course Southern uh, in the Bayou Classic. I don't I, listen. That's not going to happen. Um, I think it's either going to be Prairie View A and M or Alcorn State that are going to be playing in the SWAC championship game. Um, and you know, even for Alcorn State, like Jackson State is good. They're coming off of they played the entire season, then a bye week. I'm interested to see that game and how Jackson State responds because you play the entire season, have a bye, then got one more game to play. That's got to be tough on the Tigers. Okay, um, maybe fighting for an outside playoff berth. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. But still, you something to play for. But again, how do you how do you you know you you got to bounce back for one game? But I think the motivation is perhaps I don't think it'll happen, but you never know. Perhaps it's an outside playoff shot. And by the way, let's not forget this: even though it's an outside shot, um, look, Jackson State travels well, and I think the NCAA, the FCS is uh, committee that picks is going to look at that because again, you know, most of these games when you play in the playoffs, they're they're not going to have big crowds. It's not a revenue generator. Jackson State is in the playoffs. They're generating some revenue, okay? They're bringing a bunch of people. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think there is something to play for for Jackson State's small, slim chance of getting into the playoffs, but a win against uh, a good old Corn State team would help that. So before we get out of here, a couple of programming notes. So as you know, Buddy Pugh, it's going to be his last game against Norfolk State this Saturday, um, and the only place that you'll hear from Buddy Pugh anywhere in the country in terms of a conversation before his last game as head coach of South Carolina State will be on Box to Row. So uh, check us out. As a matter of fact, beginning tonight uh, on ES, or excuse me, on uh, Sirius XM College Sports Radio. That's channel 84, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 Central, 3 Pacific time. You can, of course, then listen tomorrow, uh, Sirius XM Channel 142, HBCU, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, and 6 Pacific time, okay? Or on a radio station near you, log on to our, you're already on our website, 
BoxToRow.com. For those that may be on iHeartMedia, you can go to BoxToRow.com, click on the affiliates link to find a station, a radio station in your area that carries the show. So not only are we going to have South Carolina State head football coach, um, uh, uh, Buddy Pugh, excuse me, uh, we'll also have Prairie View A&M head football coach Bubba McDowell on the program. We're trying to run down Howard head football coach Larry Scott, so we'll see. Listen, whenever I'm, I have an opportunity, I also like to promote our project called Radio Boss. And for those that are unfamiliar with Radio Boss, it's sort of a, maybe a bit of an alter ego, if you will, uh, to Box to Row, where we talk more, uh, more, more pro sports. If we when we talk sports, is more pro, but then we have conversations with you know those in the worlds of uh, of, of music or acting you know, movies, et cetera. It's, it's, it's a really, it's a really good show that we're really trying to promote this weekend. Susan Walters, actress, Susan Walters will, will be our guest. Now she plays the role of Diane uh, Jenkins on the longtime running soap opera, the young and the restless, but also as it relates to this, um, she's our celebrity guest picker. So our celebrity guest picker picks in uh, two FBS games, picks winners from two HBCU games and winners, two winners are from from two NFL games as well. And so she's going to be picking winners from the PV and uh, and uh, Alabama State game and then the Morgan and Howard game as well. Uh, and then, of course, you can listen to Radio Boss Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central Time, 8 Pacific on Sirius XM Channel 141. Listen, I want you to have an absolutely wonderful weekend. As I told you, uh, told you on yesterday. Now, you never know something could change, uh, but but it probably won't. I'm in the basement for two weeks. I'm out of pocket for two weeks. So no HBCU football daily podcast for the next couple of weeks unless I, unless I just feel I'll be out. So unless I just feel like super compelled, and I may, um, to just kind of come on and talk and put something together and then see how we can get it you know, up on the site and all that. So you may want to check back to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. But as it stands right now, we're going to be off for two weeks and we'll come back strong uh, that first Monday in December. Enjoy your games this weekend. Have an absolutely wonderful weekend. If I don't talk with you, have a splendid Thanksgiving with your family. Enjoy it. And we'll talk with you in a couple of weeks. We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you. And on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142. And on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.